0: Welcome to the CCF podcast. We're a campus ministry at Truman State University. This podcast features sermons from our weekly worship services. Thanks for listening. Would you stand, please, for our reading from Exodus? A good little chunk here in the middle of chapter five. But the king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron... Therefore they cry, let us go and offer sacrifice to our God. Let heavier work be laid on the men that they may labor at it and pay no regard to their lying words. So the taskmasters and the foremen of the people went out and said to the people, thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go and get your straw yourselves wherever you can find it, but your work will not be reduced in the least. So the people were scattered throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble for straw. The taskmasters were urgent, saying, complete your work, your daily task, each day, as when there was straw. And the foremen of the people of Israel, whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and were asked, why have you not done all your task of making bricks today and yesterday as in the past? And Pharaoh said, you are idle, you are idle. That is why you say, let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Go now and work. No straw will be given you, but you must still deliver the same number of bricks. Amen. You may have a seat. Like many of you, I am a type A overachieving perfectionist and have been for most of my life. I hear voices. For as long as I can remember, there's been this voice in my head telling me, that I need to do more, telling me that I need to do better. I don't know if for you, uh, this chunk of Exodus rings in the same way as it does for me. But every time I've read through the book of Exodus, um, I'm drawn, I'm haunted really uh, by this section and this refrain, uh, make more bricks, more bricks, make more bricks. No more straw, no raw materials, you lazy idler. Go get your own straw, but make more bricks. I'm guessing that for uh, many of you, type A, overachieving perfectionists like me, uh, you recognize something in this voice. Do more, do better. Why are you not doing more? Why are you not doing better? And. I, I realize that for some of you uh, thank God that's that's not you and you're not haunted um, by this same voice um, but we'll, we'll get to you later um, but I'm curious uh, wh- where does this voice come from um, as I've sat in this chapter and I've reflected uh, on my life ever since I was a little kid uh, I'm, I'm, I'm noticing um, that that voice has has been there it's been pushing me uh, driving me and and I've thought um what where, where does this voice come from? Uh, our parents, certainly, um, our teachers, coaches, other leaders, um, the culture at large, our own selves. Um, it's, it's largely a hypothetical other, what we imagine others are saying or thinking, um, others including what we imagine God somewhere is looking down, sitting and thinking about us. Uh, it's, it's the accuser. This voice is the accuser, which in Hebrew is ha-satan, the Satan. Um, we can, uh, in short, um, call this voice um, the, the voice of Pharaoh. So from, from our passage here, uh, Pharaoh, the he, malevolent ruler. Pharaoh, uh, the relentless slave driver. Um, Pharaoh, the oppressor. And uh, this voice... Pharaoh's voice that calls out to us, uh, why are you idle? Why are you making up excuses about going to serve your God? Uh, you're, you're just idle. Stop being lazy. Um, work harder. Work harder. I'm noticing now that this voice of Pharaoh is so pervasive for me and has been so constant that I haven't even recognized it as an external voice. I've just thought of it as inner drive or motivation, even what is required to be responsible, to be hardworking. And uh for you guys, uh schoolwork, being in, in college right now, uh seems like it, it lends itself um exceptionally well to uh the to the the allure of Pharaoh's voice. There's the self-starter nature. There's the procrastination, that's the, the constant temptation. Uh, when you heard the taskmasters urgently saying, complete your work, your daily task each day, as when there was straw, um, that may have uh, rung uh, painfully true for you. Uh, so, so this time um, is especially, So, this time of being a student um, may make it especially difficult to resist this voice of Pharaoh. But I do want to tell you, uh, with at least one foot on the other side, that uh, it doesn't just go away in grown up life either. Uh, I was writing out for myself what are all the areas that I still feel the constant pull to do more, be better. Uh, so, for one, I have a class um, just like you. Communicating controversy, COVID, I am already behind. And I'm shocked at how Friday follows Wednesday, follows Monday, follows Friday, follows Wednesday, follows Monday. And there's a new assignment due for my one class each time. Um, and I'm already dying there. Uh, in relationships, I have a mom and a dad. I have siblings. I have nieces and nephews. I have um, cousins that I just saw at, at a funeral. Uh, many friends. Okay. From over the years in different places uh, that I try to keep up with. I try, sort of. I don't answer my phone, uh, but I love them and I pray for them. And I occasionally drop letters in the mail, like the one to D. Frank today. And uh, I feel the pull to um, do better at relationships with all those people and to meet new people, to not settle into my own little clique, you know? So. Um, There's always the draw to do more and better with relationships. Uh, Staying up to date on the news, trying to know what's going on in the world. I never really cared about this at all until like a year ago. I read the New York Times now. I read the Atlantic. I enjoy them both. uh, But there's an infinite amount of stuff even within just those two uh, news sources that... Uh, I I feel constantly behind, like I should always know more. Um, also, not just staying up to date on what's happening, but you know, learning <laughs> history, understanding where the world has been, where it's come from, the forces that are causing what's happening now to, uh, to happen now, and not just in America, but all across the world. Uh, you don't want to be dumb, right? And then being interested in the things that your friends are interested in. So again, you don't look like a fool when they're talking about hockey, or when they're talking about economics, or whatever your friends are interested in. um, There's uh, so much room to be better at knowing the things that they know. Um, For me, I have a wife, and she deserves so much more time and energy than I'm currently able to devote to her. Uh, I am a parent, so that is an infinite time and energy drain. Also. Just from the grown up side of things, um, the American dream, which is a nightmare, you know, a house to own and two cars and whatever. um, This is a true story. It's basically freezing raining outside right now. And uh, I started to drive over here to my office to record this sermon. And I stopped to air up a tire that was, I believe, somewhat flat. Turns out it is all the way flat, so I was in the freezing rain for like 15 minutes trying to air it up just enough so that I could drive it back home. And as soon as I park it and get out, I can hear air, I think the tire's gonna explode. Uh, That's back to my house where just before I left, I'm literally packing up my stuff to walk out the door and Tab yells from downstairs, babe, did you see this water in the basement? Uh, which needs to come with a trigger warning, because I have a whole history of traumatic water in the basement experiences. Um, this one, thankfully, was more minor, but there was definitely water in the basement, so we got to move the fridge out of the way and try to figure out what was going on. I figured out what was going on. There's a leak from my gutter on the front of my house that just is pouring down into a pool right in front of, um, on the front side of the house, right by the front door, and then goes straight down to the basement and that had built up enough over the last several hours that it was leaking into the house. Um, My solution was to go to my shed and pull out um, one of my children's sleds and prop it up against a bucket uh, with a shovel so that the water would now drain uh, away from, out of the landscaped area and not pool up and um, flood my house. Hey look, there's plenty more um, that my house needs and that I am, so utterly behind on. And if you don't think that I hear Pharaoh uh, yelling with a whip behind me, more bricks, make more bricks, more bricks, make more bricks, no straw, uh, make more bricks. Holy cow. I'm surprised how tired I am. Are are you guys already tired? The semester is new. We had a seven week COVID Christmas break. And uh, yet My to-do list um, that I finally got around to actually making today is, like, onto multiple pages. (sighs) Always more breaks. Um, Here's a way that an author I like um, talks about it, and especially from the um, getting older side of it, okay? So he said, I am now 33 years old, and it feels like much time has passed and is passing faster and faster every day. Day to day I have to make all sorts of choices about what is good and important and fun, and then I have to live with the forfeiture of all the other options these choices foreclose. And I'm starting to see how as time gains momentum my choices will narrow and their foreclosures multiply exponentially until I arrive at some point on some branch of all life's sumptuous branching complexity at which I am finally locked in. And stuck on one path. And time speeds me through stages of stasis and atrophy and decay until I go down for the third time. All struggle for naught, drowned by time. It is dreadful. But since it's my own choices that'll lock me in, it seems unavoidable. If I want to be any kind of grown up, I have to make choices and regret foreclosures and try to live with them. Um, there's a depressing bit of reality for you. Uh, but I think it is uh, in line with with Pharaoh's word, uh, stop being idle, make more bricks. And um, if you are like me, you have tried to overcome um, this lack by simply working harder, by gritting your teeth, by staying up later, uh, by working harder and working harder and working harder. Um, And I hope uh, that if it hasn't already happened for you, that someday it does, um, that that pops uh, that it shatters, that you are no longer able um, to go on, and that um, God saves you. Um, he, he saves you from uh, the, the unending everyday task of having to simply make more and more bricks with less and less straw. Uh, God, please save us. Uh, which, if we return to the Exodus passage, we see um, that this episode is stuck right in the middle of God telling Moses that's exactly what he wants to do for his people. He wants to save them um, from out from underneath the hand of Pharaoh. Um, God wants to save them, and uh, indeed, he is about to, and the rest of Exodus um, will go on to show us the story of God saving his people. Um, so the question for us today, having um, appropriately felt the weight of uh, Pharaoh's demand, our own internal voice telling us, uh, make more bricks, you're not doing enough, you need to be better. Um, uh, what I want us to hear now Um, from Exodus is that uh, God sees us, uh, he hears our groaning, um, he wants to deliver us. The promise is to Moses that he's going to deliver his people. And so I I want us to think for just a second um, to notice, um, what is it that God then saves them to? Does he say, ha ha, now, never any more working to make bricks ever again? Does he say, ha, now you're free, and so live free and easy and do whatever you want Haha, I've delivered you. Um, now you're free. Sit back, recline, be lazy. Uh, actually, the story of Exodus is that when God saves the people, he delivers them um, to wandering in the wilderness, um, to teach them his way, um, that they may eventually be fit to enter the promised land um, where they will work really hard um, to walk in God's way, where they will work um, to develop uh, a whole alternate society um, where they will live as a model of uh, what it is that God wants to see for his people on earth. Uh, and so I, I want us to notice here um, that when when it does shatter, um, when our illusions of our infinite uh, strength and capability to just keep building more bricks, when that does shatter, um, I, I want us to see um, that what God is delivering us into um, is not a lazy nothingness, um, but is actually uh, a both uh, a lot easier, like we, we are um, free, we're, we're set free from um, those unnecessary burdens. But it's also, it's even more difficult actually, uh, because now the work that we're called to um, is, is real work. Um, Jesus says uh, the, the gate is narrow and the way um, is, is, is small and it's difficult. Uh, but it's, it's the way to real life. Um, and he says, um, if, if you want, again, to come into real life, uh, if you want to be set free to live the life that I want to give you, um, then you're going to have to drink this cup of suffering. Uh, and um, so I, I want us to hear um, that what God is, is calling us into uh, is, is infinitely better. Uh, it's what we were created for. It's the kind of life um, that he wants us to have with each other, um, not under the rule of Pharaoh, um, but under God's benevolent hand, uh, living and, and making a world together uh, as as God has envisioned from the beginning. Um, but but it's, it's still difficult. Uh, and actually, what God tells the people when they uh, get to the promised land and he's setting out for them uh, what he has in mind, he says... Um, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And then he gives them a bunch of commandments, and he says, um, this is the way that I have set out for you um, to learn to live and love with one another uh, before me. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Um, Here, too, there is a, a sense of um, an infinite possibility of demand, of, of working into it. Um, but, but the difference is um, that God is the one at the center here uh, and, and that God is able to um, rightfully receive our total devotion and that um, rather than losing ourselves by giving to him, um, we actually find our true selves uh, by, by learning to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, as opposed to Pharaoh, uh, where we are a means to an end, um, where uh, we only lose, um, we're working harder uh, just to make things that won't ultimately last. Uh, when God sets us free, um, he calls us um, to to craft a, la- a life of faithful discipleship, um, and that's uh, going to hurt, it's going to be painful, it's going to be really hard, it's going to take a long time. Um, but... Uh, but it's possible, um, and, and it is, I believe, our, our job uh, here, and, and it's, a, it's a joyous one. Um, so the, the rule of Pharaoh um, is, is all about fear, and, and despair is the, the right um, perspective there, um, versus um, life in the kingdom of God is marked by the fruit of his spirit. So when Pharaoh grumbles, give me more bricks, um, God says, uh, let me show you how to love, and when Pharaoh says, more bricks, um, God says, would you, would you let joy bubble? And when Pharaoh says, more bricks, um, God says, uh, fight for peace. When Pharaoh screams, uh, bricks, now, bricks, um, God says, my child, be patient. Pharaoh growls, bricks, bricks, bricks. Um, God says, how about kindness, goodness, faithfulness? Pharaoh says, work harder and give me bricks. And God says, uh, my children, here's humility. Pharaoh screams, uh, give me bricks. Um, And God says, uh, how about self-control? Know your own limits, understand what it is that I want from you. Um, My prayer for us, as we continue to hear and fight the voice that says, uh, more bricks, more bricks, more bricks. Uh, my prayer for us is that we instead um, would hear um, the gentle voice of our Lord, um, calling to us uh, to cultivate this fruit of the spirit, um, that we could live uh, in reality, that that we could live lives of faithful discipleship um, together before Him. One of the most important ways that we try to learn um, to listen to God's voice instead of the voice of Pharaoh is uh, by each semester uh, doing a couple of media fasts together. Um, So you should have heard about the one coming up over the next couple of days. Uh, I do hope that you'll join us. Um, It's easy, pick some kind of media, choose to to abstain for a couple of days uh, in order to be able to listen more clearly, uh, to parse out um, the voices that you are hearing. Um, and I hope that you'll come and join us for some of the scripture readings, for the prayer times. Uh, I'm going to do the prayer labyrinth one of those nights. Um, we would love to have you uh, come and be a part with us as we uh, learn to resist Pharaoh's voice um, and to heed uh, the voice instead of our God. Amen. Amen.